This is the Parenting for Faith podcast from the Bible Reading Fellowship. Visit parentingforfaith.org for free online videos and resources and an eight-session course all about Parenting for Faith. You can also sign up for news, subscribe to this podcast, and find out about events and training in your area. Hello and welcome to the Parenting for Faith podcast. I'm your host, Anna Hawkin, and this is episode eight of season five. In this season, we've been asking, what if? We've been looking at all different kinds of scenarios and circumstances and questions that you might have and asking, does it make a difference? Can you still help your children and teens to meet and know God in these different situations? Now, the one we're tackling today, we get asked about a lot and it's a really common situation. Um, But I think if you're in it, it can feel a bit lonely and a bit invisible. So we're talking about if your partner or ex-partner doesn't share your faith um, or is at a very different place on their faith journey and their relationship with God might look quite different to yours. They might not believe that God exists. They might see God in a different way. Um, And I've got absolute cracker of uh, an interview for you. Um, I've picked two of my favourite people, Ruth and Kathy, and they're going to be sharing in just a moment. But before we do that, I just wanted to remind you that our pop-up small group is coming up on the 14th of March. Now, this is for anyone. You can watch on your own in your pyjamas at home. Um, I know babysitting is often tricky, so if that makes it possible for you, that's great. But we're saying if you can manage it, really encourage you to watch with someone else. So whether that's inviting someone over to your house or jumping on a video call with them afterwards, or getting together more people and watching it at church. Um, We just find that what's really helpful is not just the content, but the community and the conversation and doing this together. So the topic uh, for this week is how to talk to your kids and teenagers about gender and sexuality. And we've got Rachel Turner um, coming to talk to us about that. And she's just got a really good and helpful way of looking at it. I know those topics can feel big and scary and we could be not sure where to start. Um, And I think you'll find that really helpful. So uh, do pop that in your diary. So 8 till 8.30 will be the content. But if you're meeting up with other people, why don't you say half seven and grab a drink together first and then allow a bit of time for discussion afterwards. So maybe till nine o'clock. But I'm going to hand over now to our interview with Ruth and Cathy. So I'm joined today by two great friends, uh, great friends for me personally, but also for Parenting for Faith, Ruth Morgans and Cathy Bond. Now, these are ladies that I greatly um, respect and admire, both as people, uh, as parents and as leaders. They both work in a children's youth and family context. Ruth is one of our Parenting for Faith speakers. So you might have had her come to your church or seen her running our Babies and Toddlers course. Um, And Kathy has helped us with lots of Parenting for Faith projects over the years and uh, on the stand and stall at New Wine. So if you saw us at the summer conferences, you might have seen Kathy there. Um, And these ladies have something else in common, which is why I've asked them uh, to come and chat to us today, which is that they're both married to people who are a different place on their faith journey. So their husbands don't come along uh, to church with them every week necessarily um, and are in a different place of relating uh, to God. So I'd love to hear from you ladies a little bit um, about your context and what what that's like for you. So uh, Ruth, can I go to you first? Uh, So lovely to be here and great to be chatting about something that I think affects more of us than uh, we recognise. So I think for everyone, their faith journey, their relationship with God is super individual. And I think that that's the same um, in a marriage or in a partnership where you have um, 
a partner who does come to church every week or has a strong relationship with God. Actually, their relationship with God is theirs and yours is yours. Uh, but for me, in a slightly more unique context, uh, my husband, I guess, is on his faith journey. So he's a bit further along it than when we first met, uh, but he is still looking at and exploring what it looks like to have his own personal relationship with God. Um, and so that has been something that we've navigated together uh, within parenting and with parenting for both. Thanks so much for explaining that. And what about you, Cathy? Um, so my husband, um, he, again, like Ruth said, an individual journey. So his journey is, um, uh, I, I sometimes used to worry that it's not progressing. But the more I pray about this and listen to him and journey with him, there is a progression there in his faith journey, but um, it's a progression with regression. Um, um, he, he is super supportive of everything I do and our children do uh, within the church. He's respectful of our, um, uh, our faith. Um, but when you're that, person uh um and uh, you don't you don't want to force anything on them i never want to force anything on him so actually any deep conversations come from um friends friends that he he has through church you know um because uh, I have a lot of people come around here or we'll have a barbecue or something so he'll he'll he has that um, and I do know, I, I believe fully that his journey will involve worship because he 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 loves music. He's a drummer and he's always paying attention to the worship at our church, the youth band. So, you know, it. I have recognised where his journey's going um, and, and just so great that he does support us um because it would it has been difficult um and I think that's what I I would like to just sort of bring across that it isn't easy because you you know even as someone in my position I sometimes look at families where where both parents are Christians going to church every week on their faith journeys you know speeding along and I see perfection and I'm like oh no 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 and I have to remind myself no we've all got um these these imperfections and um um I just yeah I've had moments where I think life would be easier if well actually no God's put me in this position with my amazing husband and the amazing things he does and I'm on this journey with him so yeah willing to share the ups and downs mm. and thank you we're so grateful for your honesty for both of you for sharing and um, I think it'd be fair to say both of you really active in helping your children and and grandchildren one of your cases um to to meet and know God to kind of actively parent for faith um, and because of the marriages you're, that you're in and where they are on their faith journeys, presumably it's you who's doing most of that proactively. You're the ones thinking about that and kind of taking a lead in that. 
Um, can you tell me a bit more about what that's like and how that works for you? Maybe come to you now, Ruth. Yeah, it, it's very interesting because I think, so when I first got married and um, we had children, I sort of thought that my role in discipling the children was to create activity-based ideas. So um, we'd do devotionals or we'd have a little Bible study or, you know, constantly waiting to leap in at that moment and go, oh, now we can talk about God and this is what it's going to look like. And that did actually feel like something I was doing on my own. Um my husband isn't going to go home and create a Bible study devotional for our children. Um, but parenting for faith has actually allowed my husband to be involved more with the children's discipleship than less, because what we do is we recognize that their faith is their own. I don't have to step in and pray for them. I don't have to step in and teach them what the Bible is saying. We just ask questions that help them connect to God. And actually, my husband is more than capable of asking those questions, the open ended questions, the things. What did you think about that? Where did you see God in this story? Even wherever he is on his journey, he can partake in that thing. So whereas before it was come and sit to the table, mummy wants to do something with you. Now it's conversations over the table that the whole family join in with. Now, I'm not saying that we're not still intentional within our family of how we disciple our children there certainly are some things that we plan out uh, but I feel like parenting for faith and the methods used there have introduced a way that my husband can be involved in it in a sort of equal way to me to be honest because I'm not responsible for my children's relationship with God nor is my husband we're just responsible for creating a space where we talk about spirituality and we talk about things that are around us um, and so yeah I found that very releasing actually Great. Thrilled to hear that. <laughs> and something we hear a lot, too, is that um, it removes the who's in charge. Like, are we doing what mummy believes or what daddy believes? Or And particularly, it sounds like both of you have really supportive spouses, which is amazing. But I know there will be people listening whose uh, spouse or partner or ex-partner, you know, is quite anti and holds a very different view and, and wants to uh, wants their children to be aware of that view as well. And what's interesting with Parenting for Faith, with the key tools of creating windows and framing, it's not about, OK, here's a child and here's what you must believe and what you must do. Um, but your co-journeyers, you're all co-journeyers, and both of you have spoken about that with your with your husbands. Um, but you're saying, hey, this is what relationship with God looks like for me. And I found it really helpful and really powerful. And this is what it looks like in my life. Let me point that out to you a bit more so you can understand and that's part of your decision making and your learning and growing. Um, so, yeah, thank you for highlighting that. It's really useful. Did you want to add anything on that, Cathy, about your experience? Um, yeah. Yeah. So my mine's ju just that little bit different. And I think that's possibly because I have older children as well. And when I was um, uh, parenting them years ago, um, uh, I had a few years of parenting them on my own as well my older children and um it yeah even then it felt a bit lonely but I had to try and create something and uh I didn't know what I was doing until I found parenting for faith and all of a sudden there were things that I did in the past with my older children and I do now with my younger children um that 
suddenly it, it just sort of thought, oh, that's what I've been doing. I've been creating windows, but I didn't know that was what I was doing. And um, apart from surfing the waves was an absolute gift to me with my children. And um, I think my I, I watched my husband do it as well. And, and, and that's to be able to, you know, with my older ones, I used to, hit that um moment of oh when they they suddenly start asking me questions and then it stops and I would you know my little heart sank and I was like oh I really wanted to go off on one with them with this really chat about it and um and I didn't quite get it for all those years and then now knowing more about it having it all um just explained in such a simple and natural way I've been able to embrace it more and enjoy that that two minute walk to church with my youngest son on a Sunday morning and we surf the wave even though we live we live right next to church um so those little things being able to implement that in my life has been a real blessing and and the questions like Ruth is able to do with her family I've had to go about it a little bit differently you know my eldest child is 32 um, and my youngest 15 so we've been on a long parenting journey here um, and I've got I, I should have got it off the shelf it's right behind me there there's a uh, a jar I keep called family question time. So rather than having, uh, it also rather than having all faith-based questions, I've got a real mix of from what's your favourite movie to where you felt God was in your day-to-day um, questions. And the whole family get to answer, you know, one of the younger ones tended to pick them out and uh, but the whole family would answer that one question and it, it, over the years I haven't really taken out questions or, or I've added a few but um, we've had different answers as the children have matured and, and changed and as I've changed and uh, my husband has and it's been really interesting so yeah to be able to do it together um, there's been times when we can't, you know, um, my older children went on that journey where they um, they don't always go to church. They're, uh, 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 they currently, you know, they hit that age, don't they, 16 to sort of 20 and, and uh, their lives change. So, um, um, yeah. It's been an interesting journey as a parent and also a wife. And uh, um, yeah, I'm yeah. going off a tangent. Sorry, I'm just like... <laughs> No, no, it's really helpful. And I love that you shared an example of what that looks like for you, something that's really practical mm. and where you've blended the, the sacred and the secular, so to speak. You know, questions are questions, whatever they are. Um, and it doesn't need to be, those don't need to be in separate spaces. I love that you've included both of those. I wanted to pick up on something you said earlier, Cathy, um, and actually a bit before we were, were talking as well, about that it can feel very lonely. It can feel like you're around lots of 
families that have two parents who are both, uh, you know, Christians and coming to church and uh, and that people can feel shocked uh, when you when you tell them that that's your situation. Um, could you just share something for anyone listening who who feels like that, who feels very um, lonely and unseen and and perhaps like they're the only one in that situation? Um, I just wonder whether you could share something to encourage them. My encouragement would be don't um, don't not tell people you know let them know um and i think i think also the fact that both ruth ruth and i have said that um it our husbands are on uh, their own faith journey uh, it they're just at a different stage um that's so much that that has always encouraged me because it was my colleague who said the same thing to me because I would say my husband doesn't have a faith uh, for many years and then he he said to me my colleague said um, you know no he's on a he's on his journey and we're going to support him um, and uh, so I think for other people it we're all different and unique and we know that anyway um it would to be part of things going on was so hard until I just accepted I'm here um I learned to not say I'm on my own because parenting I'm not on my own I have the support of my husband um I I always feel quite emotional about it but I'm still, um, but now I'm under so much more understanding that, uh, you know, God puts us in this relationship and not just with him, but with our family. And um, I have every confidence that he is, you know, walking with me while I walk with my family members, no matter where they are on their faith journey. So um, I did used to feel sad uh, if I didn't get invited to something mm. um, because it was couples. Mm. Um, I sometimes would feel uncomfortable if I was invited to things and I was there on my own. Maybe not uncomfortable, maybe sad sometimes. Um, But I must be honest, now I don't very much feel like that. I feel very, I think that, again, was because of my faith journey, my own personal one, and where that's grown and matured. I feel so much more relaxed in any of those situations. And actually, the more relaxed I became, the more my husband attends things and or is invited or, you know, we, we go along together. So, yeah. Mm, interesting that that actually removes some of the pressure from both of you. Yeah. And well, I love that you reference there, you both have about different family members. You know, we're talking about in the, this in the context of a, a partnership or a marriage relationship that you might be in different places on your faith journey. Um, but that can be true for your children as well. You know, some of you will have children who are, are just at the stages of working out what they believe or have been very close to God. And then, uh, you know, things are looking quite different and they're in a more distant relationship with him. So it's I think when you put it in that context of we're a family unit walking together and we're all co-journeyers, we're all in different spaces. 
and um, that's quite helpful. Did you have anything to to add in there, Ruth? Um, I think, yeah, I think what I would say is there's a little bit on the um, circle of discipleship that talks about creating boundaries. And I think that when you're in a relationship with somebody, in a marriage, in a partnership with somebody, they are involved in the creating boundaries for your family. And that that doesn't only be boundaries around mealtimes or around food, what our expectations for going out, what our expectations for money, but also they're involved in the creating boundaries around the expectations of faith whether you're in a similar point in your faith journey or in a different point in your faith journey. And I think that my husband and I created some boundaries when we had children and we put an expectation of what faith would look like because it's such a part of my life and because he's supportive and open to it being a part of our family life. But he was involved in the discussions around the boundaries. So, for example, um, he does support and come to church because it's very difficult for me to go to church (laughs) And do what I do in church and look after our younger children. He comes to help look after the children. And that was a boundary that we agreed on together. He, however, doesn't want to spend his whole summer holiday at Christian festivals. So that's a boundary that he put in. And that's something that we don't share together. Um, And so I think when you're looking at creating boundaries, and we've done it around holidays and things, Easter and Christmas are very centred around church. My husband loves Halloween. So actually, we probably got different boundaries in our parenting than somebody, than another family. But I think that's the case, whatever family you are, you discuss your boundaries together. And I think I'm, I feel incredibly blessed to have a very, very supportive husband. So our boundaries might be freer. But I think whatever position you're in, if you have a discussion about boundaries, and you set them together, then actually, you're all involved in in the circle of discipleship wherever you are and and you learn as you go along don't you the boundaries mold and change around um you know our, our each individual journey of each individual family member um that's a bit i've being further on in age <laughs> i've learned so much more um you know, I do sometimes wish I knew then what I know now, but then that wouldn't have been the journey that I was meant to be on. So, yeah, thank you. That has been so, so helpful, both of you. Really appreciate that. And please listen to this if uh, that's your situation, but also if you've got friends or family and people in your church community uh, who are walking this, you know, we really want to. Uh, be better at supporting and encouraging each other and just recognizing that different families have different issues but we're all co-journeyers we're all doing this together and so thank you so much for sharing ladies and as always we like to end the podcast with a question to ask your kid to start an interesting conversation this week's question is do you think jesus ever fancied anyone Did Jesus ever fancy anyone? Have a great conversation. Would love to know what your children and teenagers think about that. Um, Enjoy discussing it. We'll be back next week where we're talking about grief and solo parenting. Thank you for downloading the Parenting for Faith podcast. A new episode will be released next week. And why not look at parentingforfaith.org to watch the free eight-session course, to get in touch, or to find out about training and events near you.